Greetings, this is Richard Lyons. I'm going to speak to you today about soulmates, a very interesting subject. I'm going to start with a poem by Wordsworth, who said, Our birth is but a sleep and a forgetting. The soul that rises with us, our life's star, hath had elsewhere its setting, and trailing clouds of glory cometh from afar. Soulmate relationships, at their highest level of functioning, help us to remember who we really are, as divine beings having a human experience. They do this by continuing to reflect back to us who who we are not, in order for us to be able to let those parts of ourselves go. In the letting go of the attachments to the lower aspects of ourselves, there is freedom and an affable joy through the remembering of who we really are. Mind you, those lower aspects of self will always be there. However, it is in our attachment to them and our identification with them, as well as our acting out of them, that we create suffering for ourselves and for others. That is why it is essential to always remember who we really are. There is much romanticism associated with finding one's soulmate. In truth, though, it really is the meeting of two souls in a divine embrace. That, my friends, is the ultimate romance. To contextualize this, let us remember a time when we were at the beginning of a great romance. I suspect most of us can remember that. Was there not at the beginning of such a relationship a quickening of an awareness deep within ourselves, of something greater in ourselves, that is reflected back to us through the eyes of our beloved? That puts the whole concept of soulmates in a whole different light, does it not? Sadly, though, in the absorption of everyday life, we oftentimes forget what it was that intrinsically brought the two of you together in the first place. Or even if you don't forget it, you dismiss it as only the fiction of the beginning of a romance. And of course, being an adult now, you know it never lasts. We rationalize the beautiful and sacred in us away in the name of responsibility and servitude, which is another way of saying slavery to the ordinary and mundane. I tell you it takes courage and commitment to maintain that awareness of yourself in the midst of everyday activity. But oh my God, is it ever worth it. In this context then, I would like now to talk to you about one of the greatest noted romances of all time in Indian mythology, which is the romance between Rama and Sita. Before I begin with their story though, I would like to start with a few quotes about soulmate relationships to set the tone of the discourse today. Paul McCartney once said of John Lennon and Yoko Ono's relationship with one another, and I quote, When two great saints meet, it is a humbling experience, the long battles to prove he was a saint. Ray Manzarek, keyboardeth for the Doors, was quoted as saying about Jim Morrison's relationship with his soulmate Pamela Corson, of which the play musical I wrote is based on. They were like opposite sides of the same coin, 
the same person as a male and as a female. And I can testify of my own relationship with my wife Betsy. How precious the tears we have shed, my beloved, through the many trials we have borne together, and yet have only brought us ever closer together as the wellsprings of love from within us overflow and intermingle and merge one with another to become one. Interestingly, the concept of soulmates is unique to Hinduism. Rama and Sita are two individuals that epitomize that concept. The transformational power of couple love is a key feature of their story. In contrast to most modern religions, it is unusual for a passionate couple to be portrayed as virtue. Indeed, most religions consider this passion either a sign of weakness, passing phase, or a, t- or a temptation that must be overcome. This, however, is not a tre- treatise on religions per se, and so it is left up to you, the listener, if one wishes to investigate which religions do have a positive view of a passionate couple love or not. Going into the story then, and to personalize it so as for us to see how it can relate to our own lives, Rama as a human being was said to have been the incarnation of Vishnu, who in Indian theology is the god of the preservation or substance of life, with his steadfast principles of order, righteousness, and truth. When these values are under threat, Vishnu emerges out of his transcendence to restore peace and order on earth. Sita, Rama's wife, is said to have been his heavenly consort in the heavenly realms, as Lashimi, who is the goddess of wealth and prosperity, both material and spiritual, as well as the goddess of purity, generosity, and the embodiment of beauty, grace, and charm. That being said, let us go now into a condensed version of this story. Rama was a warrior prince, both by birth and had from his earliest beginnings noble qualities of courage and a great sense of the natural order of life and an urge to restore order wherever it was needed. One day Rama protected a sage from harm as the sage was performing sacred ordinances and the sage in turn felt directed through an inner vision to suggest that Rama take an interlude and go to a certain city which was having his festival. The sage knew full well that this excursion would change Rama's life forever. As Rama arrives in the city, the young warrior prince wanders in a garden and sees Sita, the princess of the city. From this one glance, Rama falls madly in love with Sita, just as she sees him and falls madly in love with him. Rama, as stated earlier, is the incarnation of the god Vishnu, and Sita is the incarnation of Vishnu's heavenly consort, the goddess Lishimi. They are consciously unaware that they are a divine couple in heaven. This powerful attraction rooted in divine origin is their destiny waiting to unfold. They are soulmates who have found each other in this world. They may have forgotten their godly origins, but their passion for each other is immediate, is immediate. 
No other man or woman has had this kind of an effect on either one of them. Rama's attraction for Sita is divinely inspired, as is Sita's attraction to him. It is because they are soulmates destined to become a couple. Let us stop for a moment and consider the possibility that you too previously came to earth from a very high place, a pre-mortal life before you came to earth, and that you as well have a divine counterpart on earth awaiting to connect with you as you wish to connect with them. Continuing the story then, after Rama and Sita make a heart-to-heart connection, a true marriage in the spiritual sense, they are soon married in a formal earthly wedding ceremony according to the customs of the time. Life is bliss for the newly married couple, but short-lived as the demon king Ravana abducts Sita and wants her for his own. A side note here in that even if Ravana would have been able to marry Sita, he could not really have her, for that event had already happened. The meeting, the mingling, the marriage of two hearts of Rama and Sita had already happened, never to be separated. So too for Rama. Continuing on, a female demon becomes obsessed with Rama as well and and tries to divide his heart from Sita's as the demon king tries to divide Sita's heart from Rama, even though both demons know that the object of their obsession is married. Sita is gorgeous and is regularly described as such. Her beauty and Rama's good looks are what drive the story. While Rama and Sita are made for each other, those with out-of-balance passions are attempting to split them up and take them for themselves. However, this is all part of the plot of the gods to to eradicate the demons from existence, trick them to come out and then destroy them. In many ways, the story of Rama and Sita is about the battle between the good desires of Rama and Sita and the bad desires of the demons. While the divine desire of Rama and Sita for each other is glorified and made to be their strength, the purely physical desires of the demon king Ravana and the female demon certainly lead to their eventual doom. Indeed, for Ravana and the female demon, the pursuit of sexual pleasure for its own sake is their fatal flaw. To put it more personally, without any personal self-judgment, but simply as an an observation, we can ask ourselves, what parts of ourselves are out of balance and in harmony with other, other parts, and how do we get these parts of ourselves back into balance and harmony so as to enable us to create on the outside a more harmonious and balanced and I might add divinely passionate life for ourselves. Is our commitment to this process true or are we allowing ourselves to be pulled in many different directions? The answers you get from these questions apply not only to our love life but to all other aspects of our lives as well. In the Ramayana, the story of Rama and Sita, we find that the passion between Rama and Sita is both a central and positive driving force in the tale. To accomplish his task, he drives out all the demons, including Ravana, that have enslaved her. The point here is that Rama's desire to save Sita and being overwhelmed by his passion for her 
gives him the courage to eventually do battle with Ravana, and with tremendous effort he finally defeats him, ridding the earth of evil as a consequence of his great love for her. At this point, at the conclusion of this summary of this story, we can ask ourselves, what if any are my own inner, inner obstacles, my own inner demons, if you will, that I am allowing to block the way to the fulfillment of an enriching soulmate relationship in my own life? The answers you receive are the keys to creating, allowing, and promoting one, and or sustain and enhance one you may already be in. We are coming to the end of this discourse now, but before we close, I would like to share with you a story of a lady friend of mine I knew many years ago who was searching for a soulmate. She was open to it, had cleared a space inside of herself for it. She created a vacuum, if you will, whereby such a special relationship could manifest in her life. She was studying with a trans medium, which is someone that spirits speak through. And one evening, Sita came through, and yes, she is a real being. And she knew the desires of my friend's heart. And Sita gave her a soulmate mantra she could chant. She chanted it for several months and went to Austria for some reason. And in Austria, she, she saw him. And he saw her. And they have been together ever since. Yes, sometimes fairy tales do come true. Oh, would you like the soulmate mantra? Indeed, you shall then have it. I will chant it for you. Ramasita, my delight, bring the one to light my nights. Bring my lover to me now, that I may be with her for all that I will vow. Keep this mantra day and night, Ramasita, my delight. Thank you for letting me be part of your journey. God bless. Have a good day.